0: No purchase necessary. void work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, patrons. The work week is just moving right along. Welcome to Thursday.
2: It's a happy Thursday. The
3: fourth day of the week.
1: And welcome to Lucas in the Morning. Again today we're joined by a couple of our good friends from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and JS Online. Yeah, we're talking Spoon! Phyllis, these are spoons. Tom Silverstein at 7:15. And we're talking
3: the hater. Hater's gonna hate!
1: Jeff Patricus at 7:45. And yeah, we're talking these guys. Here's Rob Vogel and Mike Lucas. <laughs> So a little more energy. Yeah, Here's Rob Vogel and Mike Lucas.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. The hack is back. He's jacked. Except I've got whistles ringing in my head. Man, I just can't get rid of, I hear whistles now all the time. It's like every 20 seconds I hear a whistle. Probably had nothing to do with what I saw last night. 42 fouls. 23 on Wisconsin, 19 on the most foul-happy team in the Big Ten, Illinois. It kind of cut up the game from a flow standpoint. Yeah, a little bit herky-jerky, helter-skelter, whatever you want to call it. But the Badgers survived, overcame the Badgers. In many respects, 17 turnovers, 23 fouls. Uh, Ethan Happ held under 10 points for the first time this year, first time in 42 games? Something like that. Ended the streak, what, it was it
5: one short of uh, Orlando Tucker's yeah. And streak?
4: Yeah, and, and fitting, too, because Tucker was number 42, and Tucker holds the record at 43, and mm-hmm. Ethan had uh, only nine, point, only, only nine only. points last night. Well, he, no, that's true, only nine points because he took, and this is a definite only, took only six shots. Hmm. He did a pretty good job getting the ball out of his hands. Yeah, he got into foul seven. trouble. Um, and I was really impressed with the 20-year-old freshman for Illinois, Georgie Bishanishvili. Bishanishvili, man. He had moves that rivaled Hap. He outplayed Hap. He finished with 20 points. He finished with 20 points, eight rebounds.
5: I like the question Greg Gard got in the press conference afterwards uh, from it sounded like an Illinois writer about him and his performance. And he kind of joked, you know, being a freshman. and, And Gard goes, well, he's not your typical
1: freshman. He's
3: 20 yeah. years old. So.
4: You need to, if, if you're interested, I'm sure everyone in this room, maybe with the exception of whatchamacallit over here, the millennial, what's your name?
1: He's lying. He has a doctor's note. Oh, from who? Dr. J.
4: Hello. Oh, Dr. Oh, J. nice. Is also
6: from the office.
4: Um, if you are interested, uh, just Google Georgie Bishanishvili. And read his background story. How do you spell that? That's, Don't ask. Oh, boy. Well, yes. you think that's easy. How about Ayo Dosumu? The two best players for Illinois <laughs> are Ayo Dosumu and Georgie Biasanashvili. So you and LePay had a real fun night last well, night. Well, LePay never has a problem with it. <laughs> yeah. it's the guy right here <laughs> yeah, usually has fair. a problem with it. <laughs> that's fair. But, but
5: Samson's last name, he didn't play much, but you got a spelling bee contest right there with those three last names. Now,
4: that one that, he did play a few minutes. <laughs> Ola Di Meiji. Ola D. Meiji. Yeah. Ola Samson Ole D. Meiji. Oh, my Meiji. goodness. I don't play <laughs> It'll much. It'll
2: roll right off the
4: tongue. Yeah, trust me, he wasn't going to play while I was doing any talking. <laughs> Can we get a Jim Johnson <laughs> over <laughs> here?
2: be like
5: the old Johnny Moskall, 14 to yeah, 7 well, to 13. Now, When Samson
4: <laughs> Ole D Meiji was on the floor, it was going to be Kipper Nichols. That's, that's where we were going. <laughs> Kipper Nichols, still on the floor. No, yeah, uh, check out the background story on uh, Isvili. I mean, incredible. He, uh, he was from the former Soviet Republic. Of Georgia, uh, his fa- his mom moved the kids to uh, Vienna, Austria when he was 14, lived a tough life, and came over to the States, played one year of high school ball in New Jersey. Illinois was recruiting some other player, and they saw Bishanishvili, and said, so, oh, he moves well for a big, and he means 6'9", 235 pounds, and so they recruited him and signed him. Uh, he- they love him down there. He's He's... He he used to major or he used to be a a dancer in the Soviet Union. He loves dance, so oh, he's wow. very animated. Man. He's always dancing around and he's hugging people. They said they've never seen anyone like him down there, <laughs> and and he's a good player. And like, again, he's he can use his left hand or his right hand. He's like Hap that way. He's mobile. One of the things that neutralized Ethan Half last night was playing against almost a, a mirror image a guy who could run the floor. And had good footwork.
5: Yeah, as you say, he's got good footwork at the post. I wouldn't call him ballerina or no, dancer like no. because he also likes to push and shove and likes the uh, the contact. And there's there was Gardner. a lot of
4: there was a lot of contact, yeah. and then there wasn't a lot of contact that still was whistled for being a lot of contact. I didn't think that crew, the officiating crew, had one of the better nights of all time, but. That's just me talking.
5: They had to huddle a lot and discuss calls, even uh, whether it was who tipped it out of bounds or the foul calls. And obviously, they had to review the flagrant one. The hook on and half. hold,
4: i just tired of. I mean, here's how it's, it's typical of, of college basketball. And we're seeing, we saw it in the NFL this year, too. So they make a point of emphasis on the hook and hold early in the season. I think they called it in one game five times. Then no, they mm-hmm. forgot about it. They said, oh, okay. The hell with it. We're not going to call this anymore. But every once in a while it pops up like it did last night where I swore Hap was fouled. And then they looked at the, the, at the video and, they, oh, there's a hook and hole. Right. So you get a flagrant one. There was a flagrant one hook and hole in Tennessee's game against Vanderbilt. The number one ranked Tennessee, which was able to escape an overtime win. And I, why, just, I just don't want to see this hook and hole become a factor like in late February, early March.
5: Why was the hook and hole determined to be more than just a f- common foul? I mean, it'd be one thing to just say it's a foul, okay, you're holding the guy, but they feel it's because, that dangerous to a guy's yeah, arm or shoulder. You know, the,
4: the origin or the genesis of the hook and hole is Isaac Haas in yeah. last year's NC2A tournament, where he was victimized, fell to the floor, dislocated his elbow, and was lost. Okay. So it's a safety measure. Mm-hmm. And then so they wanted to make a big deal out of it at the start of the year. And then they for- most crews forgot about it until right. last night. Like I said, all of a sudden it pops up. That bothers me a little bit because it, it could pop up in a in a meaningful game, like I said, in late February or March. Yeah. I, I, I tend to believe that they'll just ignore it in March. Like the National Football League ignores high head contact. Remember the early month of the season? Yes. They were calling every – Clay, uh,
5: yeah. Clay Matthews. Yes. Remember that? The Vikings. And then they forgot about it. Yeah, oh, that weird, certainly, the rules It was like, screw
4: the ass, we ain't calling this anymore.
5: It did have some impact on guys in tackling different, or not even tackling, because they were worried about hurting a quarterback. But certainly the referees all it
6: different. It also had an impact on the win-loss record of the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, I'm just throwing that out there, too.
5: It, it did. It did. Well, that's, but, not, that's
4: almost positive coming out of your post. <laughs> almost.
5: Last oh, night, I was I was glad, one, that I set the DVR for an extra hour past what it was supposed to oh, schedule them because of the, the game time and the way it was going to be able to get it all. And can you have a win that's a good win to get the win, but not be a momentum building win? Because it just it was no, so choppy.
4: It was it, no. I don't. I will disagree with there. I, it wasn't a pretty win. It was an ugly win. Uh, Demetric Trice said on a scale of one to ten, it was a minus one. Mm-hmm. I give him credit for that. <laughs> so that that wow. doesn't matter. Sure. You take the win on the road. Right. and you move on. It's like a 14th straight over Illinois. Oh, that's which, which, it's, it's seven in a row in their building. That's not easy to do.
5: I think, as pointed out, obviously the longest streak of any one Big Ten team over another in the conference. Yeah. No, so, 14 in a row. so, like
4: I said, you take the W, move on. You got a two game winning streak. See if you can make it three against Northwestern. Another game you should win. Right. I mean, you have to put those games in these categories. You upset Michigan a game no one expected you to win, you beat Illinois a game everyone expected you to win. You don't get style points, right? You just move on.
5: Absolutely. Survive in advance. You get the win. But one of the reasons why it sticks out is not being momentum. How much did we talk about after the Michigan game? Okay, Kobe King, uh, right. Aleem oh, Ford building right. on that momentum, and then virtually nothing out of those well, guys Well, they neither last scored, night. but right, right.
4: you want momentum. The momentum is now that you're more well-rounded because you got contributions from two guys who were not giving you anything, Khalil Iverson and Brevin Pritzel. Yeah,
3: that's so hard So now, now you're
4: a little bit more – now – it, to me, it doesn't matter as long as you get some contributors outside of Hap and Davison and Trice. And now Nate Reavers, you got to put him in that core yeah. group. He had a, his first career double double last night 22 points, 10 rebounds. And so when Hap left the game after the flagrant one with his fourth personal foul, it was 49 49 after the dude made two free throws. But the Badgers went on a Reavers run where he scored like six of eight points and set up or six of nine points, and set up Pritzel for his triple. So that run there was responsible. Reavers was responsible for it largely. And, I mean, Khalil Iverson had scored in double figures once all season. He had 10 points. Khalil Iverson came into the game where he had been scoreless in three of the last four games.
0: See terms and conditions. 18
4: plus. First half finished with 12 points. We kind of foreshadowed it uh, when we were talking about keys for the game because Iverson played well against Indiana or Illinois last year. He had nine rebounds against Illinois here in Madison. He had 13 points, three rebounds, three assists, and three block shots against Illinois uh, in Champaign last year. And his f- first career double-figure game was at Illinois as a freshman. 10 points, five rebounds. Pritzel had been doing nothing. Double figures in 3 of 18 overall, 0 of the last 10. He came off the bench in the second half and made some plays. Made some plays.
5: You mentioned Brevin Pritzel's shot earlier. Why is it when he hits one three-pointer it feels like he's just scored 10 to 12 points? It seems like such a boost to, to the team and there need something from somebody like a pretzel. Another reason why I just felt like a non-momentum is the way I kind of put it. When they had those turnovers. 17 oh, and yeah. it's so uncharacteristic no, totally. for a Wisconsin team.
4: But they had 17 against Purdue and didn't escape. They lost in overtime. Mm-hmm. And They had only 8 in, in the loss at Maryland. Came back with 11 against Michigan. But Illinois, Illinois is all about turning you over. They extend the defense to give up some stuff on the back end of their, their half-court set. Wisconsin just got sloppy with the ball. So, you, you, like I said, you you don't ignore it. You you know, you, It's going to probably be brought up a few times to during today's practice by Greg Gard. I'm sure he's not just going to push it aside. But you take the win on the road and move on, and you have to find a way to beat Northwestern here on Saturday to then make that game at Nebraska on Tuesday a little bit more meaningful. You look at the league right now, some big games coming up. Tonight, Michigan State at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Michigan State at Purdue. There's some fun things going to be happening in the Big Ten. Marquette, solid win last night for the Golden Eagles. Uh, That team can play any way you want to play. That is a good, good basketball team. I'm saying something you'll probably already know. We're going to talk more college basketball with Jeff Patrikas. Jeff will join us at 7.45 this morning. We'll hear from Tom Silverstein at 7.15. When we come back, what is in a name or a naming right? That's next on Lucas in the Morning.
7: What I would say to fans is, uh, obviously, uh, they have some time to get used to it. Um, we're going to be respectful with the name, or we're respectful with our heritage. Uh, Miller Beer is a prominent part of our experience here, and I don't see that changing. Our relationship with Miller Coors is very strong, it's, it's, it's etched in stone for decades, and they're, we're very eager to talk and have further discussions, so we've got time. Uh, So if nothing else, I I respect the fans and we like the passion, um, good or bad. But I think at the end, I think the fans will appreciate it. And this is good for Milwaukee. It's good for the Brewers.
4: Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning, Vogel, Dr. J. That was Rick Schlesinger, who was the general manager. All right, check that. He was the chief operating officer of the Milwaukee Brewers. He's now the president of business operations. Uh, David Stearns was promoted yesterday from general manager to president of baseball operations and general manager. Sykes Singer was talking about the naming rights deal that the Brewers have signed with American Family Insurance based out of Madison, Wisconsin, along with us. Uh, So it could be AmFam Field, right? Something like that. I just don't understand why people are so upset. I mean, someday there'll probably be Culver's Camp Randall at, Butter, Butterburger Field in Madison, right? I'm totally down with that. Can you by see the way. them do
5: that? Because when we brought up the subject yesterday, we debated could you ever see them doing it at Lambeau Field. And I asked Andy Baggett that, uh, and he said, if, his quote was, "If if Mark Murphy had to step up to the microphone and announce that, he might as well announce his resignation or be fired on the spot immediately." Well, Actually, is,
6: i got to be honest. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't, knowing how Mark Murphy and the rest of that you know, owner, ownership group, I should call it, I runs I, the
4: team. So I'm kind of surprised it hasn't. I have no problem with what the Brewers have done, none whatsoever. And I like the fact that it is American Family Insurance because it's solid um, and it's represented well. And, and I think it could be kind of an Fam feel would be cool, I think. I think it would be really cool, but that's just me. I, I went and looked at some of the bad names that are out there there's a list of bad names. Out it's not there. even Friday. Ooh. I got a I bunch know. of lists. No, it's not even Friday. Can't I don't know do how it. you would rank some of the uh, guaranteed rate field. Yeah, it's rough. Huh? Yeah. That's got to be at the bottom of most lists. Would that be at the bottom of your list, guaranteed I, say, rate field? When
5: you're saying the name, I'm scanning my brain trying to think of. Whose field is that? I don't, oh, I don't know whose it is. Uh, Wait, it was. I, for, the, I think I just
4: heard this yesterday. It's a former U.S. cellular field. Former. Oh, that's what Comiskey this Kaminsky Park. On. Yeah, because yeah. yeah.
5: that came up yesterday. We were trying to think of the name. I said, "Well, it used to be the Cell, but now I can't remember what it is."
4: Okay, how about the Smoothie King Center?
6: Well, that's. I mean, Giannis likes that. So. <laughs> Giannis
4: likes that. Yeah, doesn't he like Smoothie King? There was the whole oh. smoothies thing. So, where, where, who he plays, who plays well. in the Smoothie King Center?
6: I Actually, know, I've heard I don't, of this I don't, one. I don't. I don't know. I it's don't at the know. NBA, it, right? New yeah. Orleans. Okay. Oh, I, ah. dang it. That was going to be my guess, but I was like, I don't want to say it because I'm going to sound dumb. Oh, I should have just said it.
4: <laughs> How about the sleep train arena? Oh, jeez.
6: No. It. Oh, is that? Look it up. Look it I'm not going to just
5: give them away. See, this list that you're going down, yes. this is what I think some of those who voice their displeasure is over the last Golden few State? days are afraid no. of. Because then you start – the more commercial it becomes and the more turnover you have, the less identity you start to have.
4: Google this. Talking Stick Resort Arena.
6: Oh, no. Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because you won't believe me when I say these things. The Talking Stick Resort Arena. That sounds like a band that you would make me do. We should have played a game here, real or yeah.
6: That's
5: Phoenix. Yes, really. Oh no,
4: that's (laughs) what I should have done. It's real or unreal. Yeah,
5: I've never even heard of Talking Stick Resort.
4: (laughs) It's it's legit though, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it is. That's the name of the arena. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
4: How about not trying the Sleep Train Arena.
5: They just by the way, the Talking Stick is getting two hundred and thirty million dollar (laughs) renovation deal. That's why it's in the news.
6: Uh, What was the last one? Sleep Train (laughs) Arena. Oh, for the uh, Let's see. Why is everybody
5: trying to go to sleep?
6: At
4: oh, this Sacramento, thing? huh? <laughs> yeah.
6: Maybe
4: why it's Sacramento. And that's why you want to sleep for the <laughs> yeah. other yeah, That's fair. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, that's um, not great.
4: KFC Yum Center. Oh, that one I've been to. Yeah, have It's same. in Louisville.
5: That's in Louisville. I've seen that one.
4: Some crazy stuff out there. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, this very much could have been. This the, is this is like great. the AmFam field, if that's what they settle on, that's terrific. Yeah, it could have been uh The Dunkin' Donuts Center. Where do you know where that is? The Dunkin' Donuts uh, Center. Boston? Providence. Oh, wow. I'm the the other thing
5: about it well, is- Target Field. Well, that one, it, it, but that's like Miller Park or even AmFam where it's really yeah, no feels fine. Fine. It's just don't keep, ch- the, the problem is if you have to keep changing every five to ten years. Well, happens, Obviously, so. AmFam, they've well, got a no, long-term no. deal The problem,
6: here. the real problem here is that you have a stadium name for, what, 18 years? It has reached adulthood in terms of years, all right? So, and that's your original name of the team or the stadium? Like, yes, people eventually are just going to keep calling it that. Now, I mean, they right. can name it whatever they want. I assume when I'm driving to the game in seven years that my wife, who's a very casual fan, will probably say, are we going to Miller Park? And I'm not going to sit here and be like,
4: <coughs> okay, look this it's up. Okay. Field. See, I just jotted down notes and I didn't, I can't even read my writing. There is a Tony Macaroni arena. No, <laughs> yes, no, sir! there's not. there yes, is, is. You made that look, one no. up. Uh, did up. I make it up or not? <laughs> you made it up.
3: Google Tony Macaroni arena. and while you're googling it. that, I'm
5: also <laughs> tweeting at Adam Hogue, who's a big White Sox fan, our guy who covers Northwestern and Chicago Bears football, and asking what White Sox fans even refer to their ballpark as? Do they because they used to call it's it a Guaranteed Comiskey, Rate Field or the Cell? And, and yeah, and then they got so accustomed to calling it the Cell. Do they even know the name of it, and how do they <laughs> refer to it?
4: When I went to Comiskey Park back in the day, most of the White Sox fans were in a Cell right <laughs> under the ballpark. <laughs> All right, That's where so they put them. Tony pen. Tony Macaroni Arena yes,
6: is a soccer stadium see? in, in Scotland where the oh. Scottish Premier Club Livingston plays. Hold on.
5: It's,
4: it's real, though. First I of all,
5: make it it's up. soccer and it's Scotland. I mean, come on. It's real. It's not real. It's that real. doesn't even count. Doesn't I count. wish
4: I could read my writing on it. It's a welcome... Oh, I can't. The... Damn it, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this, one, this, this is, is really bit. bizarre, too. <laughs> So why you're looking well, at to give you a second? Well, Little Caesars Arena—that's yes, named uh, after Illich in
6: Detroit. But that's also yep. a company that's from the area. Like that makes sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Also, well, just like American Family makes sense. Family tar- makes
5: sense. Yes, yes, I would agree. Yes, of all the companies they could have gone with, they went with the best choice, the most solid if you're going to go from. About this to one? Do something else.
4: Vivant, Vivint, rather, Vivant Smart Home Arena. Look that oh up. Vivant, did I make that up? Or is
5: Probably that, made that I, I couldn't that make better, this better this up. not be some soccer team in Kazakhstan. No.
6: In their stadium. Alrighty. This is the, uh, what, let's see, the arena, Salt Lake City. How about that? Yeah.
4: That, well, that, I mean, that was a bogus column. I mean, Vivant Smart Home Arena. Capacity that just rolls off the
5: tongue. I just want to caution fans, though, that are out there that that have had discussions about this and the renaming and now getting all this money for AmFam's sponsorship that immediately think, great, they're going to get this huge cash infusion. Now they can go. With lucky
0: landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
8: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were
1: getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
5: All it really does is help you keep up with the Joneses. Oh, it does. It doesn't put you ahead of anybody because everybody's doing it before. They get they get the money. It's just going to be more profits. Yes, they can put a couple of dollars here or there into their team and make sure that they don't fall behind. But this happened when they had Target Field and with the Twins, and everybody's expecting great. They're going out and signing the biggest hey, name free agent pitcher. That's not going to happen. Hey, Perry, so,
6: I heard you guys were in it for Bryce Harper now. So clearly, oh my that's God, making... I saw that. That is a rumor. Wait a, about
4: what you, a Could now,
0: be
5: yeah. the twins. Who's yeah, the There's twins? A rumor. Bust, yeah. Buster. Well, Buster only. The twins. Yeah. Buster only from had a report that said, "Here's the teams who are the front runners for Bryce Harper. Then here are the teams who uh, have been in discussions for Bryce Harper or Machado. And here's the teams that quote unquote." Could go after Machado or Harper, and that's where the Twins fell in that category, along with the Reds and another. Yeah, I, the Brewers could. That doesn't mean they are. They've been interested. He's but. gonna be a Brewer
4: next year, uh, and Machado both coming here. Uh, the more I look at it, Talking Stick Resort Arena, kind of, where you know, you kind of feel comfortable. You could call it the Stick. The Stick. That's what right? I was gonna say. Let's go to the Stick. That's not too. Sleep Train Arena. Yeah.
5: Don't you think that's the thing with the name? Whatever the name is for your corporate-sponsored stadium or ballpark, have something so that there's a cool nickname you can make out of it. I don't know. We're going to the AmFam or whatever it is. But in this Am case, you're going, to the, you're going to the cool. stick. Cool. You're going to the stick. That makes it sound I dare cool.
4: someone to find a stadium that can top Tony Macaroni Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably that's, not. Was there a Tony Macaroni that <laughs> yeah. they named it after? I think it's a pizza, to be honest. <laughs> what? Uh, yes, look it, it exactly? up.
6: Yes, I think it's a salad company.
4: Uh, second hour of the show, we'll talk some NFL football, Packers football uh, with Tom Silverstein. Jeff Patricus joins us also in the second hour. 7.45 for Jeff, 7.15 for Spoon. Oh, Ooh, I got it. What? I got it.
6: You got it? Tony Macaroni is a chain of restaurants in Scotland specializing
4: in Italian cuisine. There you go. There you go. It's a chain of restaurants. Uh, in about fifteen minutes, we're going to talk about the uh, transfer transfer rage that is going on in college football because it's affected a school really close to us. Um, and is there a quarterback out there that might have Wisconsin on his short list? What? Uh, what? There's a tease, but when we come back, Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame, we'll let you decide next on Lucas in the Morning.
6: it's such a moving target uh the hall of fame is the most prestigious hall of fame uh still of all time of any sports and when i when we have a day where i have three really good friends uh in mariano in edgar and musina getting in uh there's a small part of me that feels that i got in and uh Mm. Mm -hmm. so i don't i can't make a case uh I, i made i made my case when i made my mistakes and uh I, I'm going to have to lay on my bed, so I, I'm still hoping I, I can maybe one day get in.
4: Welcome back, Lucas in the morning, Vogel, Dr. J. That was A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. I don't know how to take that sound bite. I've I mean, got mixed feelings, like he was taking credit for the guys going into the Hall of no. Fame. He, no, he just a, said piece, that, didn't a piece
5: he? of him has gone in now because yeah, he was so close with those guys. You know Supposedly. really? Yeah, he was so tight with Mariano. I mean their character is very similar. Well at least he kind impression. of
4: admitted that he screwed up, didn't he? He did. Yeah,
5: he made mistakes. Unknown, unnamed mistakes, yes. Well, I mean, I, I, okay.
6: Just throw open supposed the to doors. Do? Go on, for a second, be like, uh, when I took steroids and injected HGH into my navel, like, was he supposed
4: to like, like, explain he, it? He, could, yeah. have, guess, he yeah. could
5: have done that without having to do it in that voice. Yes.
6: Yeah,
4: I don't think he sounds <laughs> yeah. like that because it wouldn't
5: have sounded good doing it in that voice. I mean, I'm at a point where uh, just, just,
4: I don't care. Open the doors. No.
2: Why? Just open Why the
4: doors. I'm, I'm just no. at that point, hey, Rob. No. I hate open the to doors, this,
6: but it's no. going to happen. No, these yeah, guys are all getting in.
4: Mm, it's going to be a secret, little bit more. Yeah. Bonds oh, no, no. and Bonds and Clements have to do it. A... Might
6: be like a veterans committee thing down the no, line. No, no. Bonds and Clements
4: will not get in if it's a veterans committee. That's deal. what I was on my uh, point.
6: They've got to get in on the on not the this writers. veterans committee, but twenty years from now veterans uh, committee. Yeah. Uh,
5: I don't know about okay. that maybe we'll see i, I can't obviously can't say 100 percent no but i think it's less likely that's what i'm saying yeah fine don't vote them in now they still have a chance to get in leave it up to their peers to decide
4: so yesterday they, they make the announcement right uh, with mariano rivera getting all the votes and, and roy halliday and edgar martinez and mike Musina. Uh we get to champagne team hotel it's right across the street from the State Farm Center. There you go. It used to be Assembly Hall. <laughs> yes. It's right across the street from State Farm Center. Yes. Great hotel. But that was iconic. You can't change that. Right.
5: There's well, too
4: many Assembly Halls, though. <laughs> what's what's kind of unique about this hotel is each room uh, has a, a bookshelf where they have all these books. So you can you go in the room and there's like a collection of eight, nine books. The first book on my bookshelf, this is, you know, for the, if you get bored and you're- yeah. The first book, uh, no kidding, I just heard the Hall of Fame inductees, Juicing the Game, came out in 2005 (laughs) by Howard Bryant. Uh, Drugs, Power, and the Fight for the Soul of Major League Baseball.
3: Yeah.
5: (laughs) Right? That book, Jose Canseco's book, those were some of the big ones, and then Game of Shadows, uh, the three big steroid era books.
4: Uh, the The best analogy I heard yesterday was from Derek Jeter. Who's gonna be a first ballot, probably collect all the votes Hall of Famer next year? Sure. Did you see this where he wrote in the players' tribune? Did you
5: did I knew that he wrote in the players tribune? I saw one little line in the comment this. of his. Listen
4: to this. This is from Jeter. I'm sure someone looked it up for him and and fed him the information. <laughs> you think? Yes. yes.
5: No, it's all on his own.
4: Now listen, in human history, more people have walked on the moon than have scored an earned run off of Mariano Rivera in the postseason. According to NASA. Twelve people have had the privilege of walking on the moon. According to baseball reference, eleven people have scored an earned run off playoff mo.
5: Okay. <laughs>
8: Kyrie that's Herring. a water cooler. First. Kyrie a Herring Herring water cooler wants to guy. debate that yeah. on many levels.
5: That's one, we've one. never actually been to the moon, according to Kyrie. <laughs> so that, yeah, that number was is zero. That was Steph Curry. Uh, well, Kyrie has the, the world is flat. Well, that's, so those two things but are think, very different. Well, Rob. I, <laughs> they seem to be people who believe one also believe the other. There's a large percentage there that's a crossover. That's true. Elvis is, is well. still alive. As well. Exactly.
4: Do you think Cheater gets all the votes?
1: Yeah.
5: Yes.
4: He yeah, should, shouldn't he? Yeah. Well, and he should. There's and a lot of
5: guys. That should. Here's
6: what I want to see yeah. what. All there, these guys should have in the past as well. I
5: remember this yesterday where I hate the Yankees, but I can't argue against everybody voting for Mariano or everybody voting for Jeter. Just
4: did you say no that sense. you hate the Yankees? Yes, How could you? I hate the Yankees. Wait a minute. Like a w- what did you claim. say about the Yankees? All right. all right, Here comes the judge. Thank you. Um, Jeter should get all the votes. I wish that the Hall of Fame would require all of its voters. Put a name on the vote. They don't. Why not some transparency? Dude, well, there's been, more,
5: there's been more and more no, about there's that.
4: anonymous votes.
6: No, I think you can... I thought that was... I thought, I thought they, they changed that. All that. Uh, sir, no. now i got to look that up. A large
5: percentage up. now, before it's even officially announced, uh, make their votes public. And they have an, a a place that does an accounting on this that uh, kind of keeps you up to date. Where by the way the, that they tracker track it. is yeah.
6: crazy. By the way that that tracker is unbelievable. How much detail is it? Like they'll show you because I mean like Tom Hardcourt put his votes up early so you can yep. see who everybody who, of, he voted for note, and the
4: people he didn't vote for the previous year and all this guy. Kind of of note, um, according to Roy Halliday's widow, there will be no logo on the cap on the plaque. Mm. Um, he becomes yeah. one of one two weird. three. He'll be the fourth. Individual in the Hall of Fame without a logo on his Hall of Fame cap. It's weird or because plaque. he's. Can I, you mean, na- well, I think that, he can said. Can you name the other three? I cannot. But he
6: said like multiple times that he wanted to go in with Toronto. Yeah, he did say that. that, that so, and
4: that has, he played twelve years in Toronto, four in Philly. I mean, it's kind of. But the wife art, is yeah. saying no.
5: That's weird. That's weird when you think of it that way. And that you said that that was his comments previously. He's won Cy Young awards in both. He said success. Water Obviously cooler involved. guy, so get him up. up.
3: Wait, get okay. him up. The water
6: cooler is a good place to hang out in your office. Get up from your desk and go to the water
4: cooler. Get some uh, I could listen to him all day. Oh, all right, so besides uh, Roy Halliday, who are the others who have been inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame Without a logo on their cap, so on the plaque, they, they're they not wearing a team's designation, affiliate to any team. I, I have Can you no name those players? Yeah. I have no clue. I
5: wanted to say Rusty Staub, but a I'm pretty sure slash he's guy. Players
4: managers. There, I gave oh. it away. Now you should be able to get it. There's wow. one manager. Sparky who, Anderson? Tony La Russa. Really? Yes. And the two players are hmm. Catfish Hunter, Jim Catfish Hunter. Oh, of course, Catfish Hunter. And what Greg Maddox. Split his time between the Cubs and the Braves. Didn't, really?
5: Didn't and Cat- he didn't
4: pick either. I mean, okay, that's interesting to me. <laughs> didn't
5: Catfish still play the majority of his career with the A's? Yes. Even though I know he was a big free agent for the Yankees,
4: but he had most of his success with the A's. Did I make that up, or is that truth?
5: What, that catfish?
4: What I just told you. We're playing that game today, right?
3: Was <laughs> oh, please that don't tell me fake news. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, the,
5: the thing that's misleading about the tracker, they said this year, for if you followed along the tracker, yeah. Most of the people who voted late and thus weren't on the tracker were people who didn't vote for Bonds or Clemens. Yeah, and that's where they thought they had, had the impression that maybe they were going to get in or it's There's definitely improve.
6: a clear divide in the people who do make their vote public and people who don't in terms of voting for Bonds and not voting Or for even bonds. just vote
2: early. Yeah, Because yeah, like
6: Bonds and the Clemens and those guys were sitting at 70% through about 54% of the votes total. And then the rest of the votes came in yeah. and they're at
4: down at 60 uh, that's a huge drop. Wow. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't get when it. we come back, what does Devontae Adams think about his new head coach, Matt LaFleur? And is there a quarterback out there who's now in the transfer portal who might be interested in the University of Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that next on Lucas in the Morning.
7: I mean, he's a real young guy. He's a, he's a, you know, it's, it's a big change-up from, from uh, Mike style, obviously just off age alone. And, uh, you know, he's really relatable, which is, which is going to be really good. I know uh, to be able to lead men, you've got to be able to, you know, entertain them and kind of hold, capture their attention and um, gain their respect. So he's a guy that I see that we can definitely head in that direction with.
4: Devontae Adams on new head coach Matt LeFleur. We haven't heard a lot of Packers talking about LeFleur, have we? He's one of the first. I I mean, they don't.
3: They're
5: all gone.
4: Yeah, there hasn't been a chance for them to get to know the new coach and coaching staff. We'll talk a little bit more about Lafleur and that staff uh, with our expert, our Green and Gold insider, Tom Silverstein, will join us at seven fifteen. So, the new phrase in college sports, college football specifically, (laughs) is transfer portal. One of my new favorite phrases in all Uh, sports. transfer portal. It's almost, it's almost like, a, is it like a port potty Did they <laughs> say porta potty No, portal. It's a transfer portal, not the transfer port-a-potty. I think right? of some,
6: like, interdimensional portal where you just step in and go to a random team. All right, so Wisconsin, think about. Wisconsin
4: tight end Kyle Penniston ah. um, is now in the transfer portal. Uh, and I should make this clear. It just allows the player to uh, inquire and communicate with other programs about the possibility of transferring doesn't mean that he will leave for sure, though you probably can read between the lines and figure it out on your own. Uh, Pennison, I like, as a person, uh, really hasn't developed into the type of tight end that he was in high school. Uh, he doesn't block as well as some of the tight ends they've had here. Was overshadowed by far by Jake Ferguson, who's going to be an all, first team all Big Ten tight end before he leaves. So if Pennison does transfer, which it would appear he will. That leaves Jake Ferguson, Luke Benshaw. Then i got to dig a little bit deeper. Gabe Lloyd was a backup tight end that didn't get any action last year. And a couple of freshmen in the the recruiting class, Hayden Rushi, I think is how you pronounce his name, is here on campus already, 6'5", 225 pounds, and they signed another tight end, Clay Cundiff. I don't worry about the tight end position, I'm with Paul Christ. Uh, He has had so much success over the years when he was an offensive coordinator. When he was a tight ends coach, which he was with the San Diego Chargers, he just has a knack for developing tight ends. So he'll find somebody uh, to fill out the rotation come the fall.
5: It was interesting in, in reading the story when it first came out about uh, Pennison being put into the the transfer portal. Uh, he's a four-star recruit or a former four-star recruit, and it just reminds you when we're always talking about how many stars is this guy or that guy in, in ranking recruiting services that – you know, four or five star
4: doesn't guarantee that they're going to no, pan out. Doesn't. And sometimes
5: a three or two star is going to end up being a star that goes on to the NFL and has a lengthy career. It doesn't guarantee much of anything.
4: All right, so there's another name in the transfer portal. Probably not familiar with it. Maybe you are. You're probably not. Uh, the name is Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson was the starting quarterback, at the University of Buffalo. You are familiar, I'm sure, with mm. Lance Lightpole. Oh, fighting yeah. Lance Lightpole's, yeah. At Whitewater. Okay. Um, Tyree Jackson is, on, uh, is in the Senior Bowl this weekend, along with three Badgers, Bo Benshaw, Michael Dieter, and Alec Ingle. Tyree Jackson, uh, by going into the transfer portal, has let it be known that he might think about playing his last year as a grad transfer someplace other than Buffalo. He hasn't said as much. And, and Lipo even came out with a statement yesterday Uh, saying Tyree Jackson informed me today that he entered his name into the NC2A Transfer Portal. As a recent graduate, he's exploring his options. Tyree and I have had good open talks about his future, and he's considering all of his options, including returning to Buffalo for his final season. End -hmm. of quote. That's from Lance Lipo. There's a chance that if he has practiced well this week that he might just enter the draft. Uh, There's a chance that he might look for another school. Um, He's from Michigan. I had a person come up to me last night at the State Farm center in Champaign, mm-hmm. said, Tyree Jackson, would the Badgers be interested in Tyree Jackson? I said, I don't know. Would Tyree Jackson be interested in the Badgers? Right. He's an intriguing prospect. He's six seven, two hundred forty nine 249 pounds. Uh, he's got a Good strong goodness. arm, big-time arm. Uh, when he first started playing for Buffalo, he was more of a runner. Uh, you know, he, he was more of a dual threat because in uh, 2016 he had 99 carries for 399 yards, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. Uh, but pretty much kept just got away from running the ball and th- was more concerned about throwing it. And they had a good team this year. I don't know, they, Again, you're paying attention. Buffalo was the best team in the Mac. Um In 32 games in three seasons, Jackson, almost 7,000 yards, 49 touchdowns, 24 interceptions. So I'm not saying that the Badgers have any interest in him. I'm not saying Tyreek Jackson has any interest in the Badgers. I'm just saying when a player today now enters that transfer portal – He's open for anybody to talk with.
6: What is the portal actually like? Like, I mean, is it like a website? A or? black hole that no, I mean, sucks like, you down. Like, in what I'm not it? sure. Like, what, because clearly you have to, like, enter your information somewhere, right? I mean, like, is this uh, online? Like, is it by Probably Pigeon? like registering
5: with the NCAA it's, to do it, and then they that, can that's have what with you the and you can them. it is. Yes, oh, the NCAA runs it. Yes. Okay, good.
4: Yeah. NC two, it's the NC two A transfer portal. Yikes! That must be a lot of fun.
5: Don't you think, though, when when people ask you like about uh, you know would the Badgers have interested in him that all these guys who go into this transfer portal and who are gonna be grad transfers and looking at all this that they're guys who are looking for a sure thing to be a starter. Not so much, I don't need to enter a quarterback competition no, and have it fair. be in doubt where I could be the second or even third string guy. I better be going there knowing full well that I'm going to play. There was another quarterback who's entering the portal who's going to be a grad transfer that has two years of eligibility left. I hadn't heard of many of those cases, if at all, where a guy's going to have two years of eligibility. And still don't
4: confuse Tyree Jackson from Buffalo with Josh Jackson from Virginia Tech, who's also transferring. There's a lot of that wow. going on now. So I just thought I'd bring it to your attention because it was brought to mind yesterday. I hadn't really heard anything about it, and I'm again I'm not suggesting anything. Let's nope. make that perfectly clear. I'm marking clear. it down on my depth chart here right no. now. Tyree right. Jackson,
5: a starter above Grammars. Yes,
4: but this gives everybody another talking point during the offseason, The NC2A transfer portal.
5: There's a guy walking across Lake Mendota right now that has a bone to pick with you. Graham Mertz. Well, you could walk across Lake Mendota right now. <laughs> That's true. Wait a minute. That's right. Well, maybe not. You'd probably <laughs> fall wrong. through the ice. Wait, yeah, Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> That's not second
4: That's not thought. Nice I wouldn't try it. I, I wouldn't try it if click. I were you. Yeah. <laughs> second hour, we talk. Tom Silverstein around 715. Jeff Patrick at 7 right here on Lucas in the Morning.
1: Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. You saw it's your birthday. Here's Uncle Lukey.
4: Thank you very much, Eddie Gaga. So if I did the math right, John Belushi would have been 70 years old today. Man. Well, when was his birthday? His birthday is today. Well,
6: what year? 49.
4: 49. Okay. I did there the math go. right. Did the math. It was 43 when he passed away. Wait. Yeah? March of 82. Yeah. When that's, he died. That's sad. Yeah. This is a good song. Went to
6: Whitewater, right? Or that's always the rumor is that there's what? like a party house at Whitewater Ooh. that is based. The, Lance Lipoll was from Whitewater. When
4: Leipol I was at, from Whitewater. I was
6: coaching at Whitewater, the rumor was that basically the whole Animal House movie was like based off of a, a house at Whitewater. That was the... No, you're saying Belushi went to Whitewater or are you saying Did that he, Animal was House was filmed Whitewater or he spent time I, I, like
4: partying there or whatever? Like, that's also another reason. He might have partied in a lot yeah, of campuses. Yeah, exactly. All right. Today's number one birthday has to be... Judy was boring. Hello. Then
0: Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
4: Ch-ch-chumba.
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Sean McVay, 33, the genius. <laughs> Turning 12. Uh, oh, my God! You know the Badger connection with Sean McVay? Oh, boy. Mm, no, I let you I think, p- ponder that while I tell you that Travis Beckham, a former Badger, is 32 years old today. Number five on the all-time receiving list for Wisconsin by Evans, Abby, B. Will, and Nick Toon. And then at number six is Al Toon. So he's sandwiched by Toons.
5: Nice. Very That's nice. That's the name of
4: that tune. Uh Joe Panos is 48 today. The captain. You know, we have the captain in basketball. Josh Gosser, Joe Panis, the captain in Badger football. Now a player's agent, has been a player's, very successful player's agent. Represents a lot of former Wisconsin linemen. Travis Frederick go up and down. Ricky Wagner go up and down the list uh, in the league. Another Badger would have been 81, a little bit. Old. Danny Lamphere was a 1959 All-American. So there's your Badger roll call for today. Ray Stevens, 80. He's whack.
5: I've never heard this long lead-up to the Streak song before. I mean, I've heard the Streak. That's why I We
6: don't have it. enough time yeah, to play it. Okay, though. that's <laughs> a long one. This is when music was music.
4: So one of the one of the nasty boys, Rob Dibble, is 55 today. Yes. He ended his career in Milwaukee. A lot of people might have forgotten that because he was pretty the bad. old. Dibble Dabble, I including think I think Rob Dibble, him. he might have forgotten. So that. name the other two nasty boys. Um,
6: Roy Dabble and um, you have no idea. Have uh,
5: Randy Myers, Beable. Yes, good. No and idea. Armstrong, no. Norm Charlton. Charlton, Charlton. blonde haired guy, curly. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Of course
4: you don't. They uh, beat these is the Undertaker really
5: stunned them in 1998. One of right?
4: the one of the biggest human beings ever, Mark Eaton, is 62 today. He's like legit 7'4, seven 7'4, four, seven four, 456 blocks in one season. In one season, uh, career, he was second all time with 3,064 block shots behind who? Who's the all time leader? to Dikembe. Kareem.
6: Kareem. All right. That would make sense. Makes sense.
5: <laughs> yeah. who, who, has, who, who has the record
4: for most black shots in an NBA game? you never get this, would One you? One
6: game. Can I keep uh, guessing uh,
5: Nikembe? I, I, I guess the
4: number. <laughs> it's
6: probably got to be like 12 or something. 14.
4: 17. Elmore Smith. Uh, 17. Manute Bold had 15 twice. Shaq had 15 once. All right. Neil Diamond, man. Yeah, I can't handle Nobody that can top Neil Diamond. 78 today. Yeah, nobody. The only curiosity is which song the millennial would pick. Is that, is it really a question? Which one would you pick?
6: Are you guys not hearing it? Am I-
5: <laughs> this is it? This is your song? All right. You know who was his classmate in high school, right? I think I said this yesterday, last year, too. No. Barbara Streisand, oh. who we would later have a number one hit duet
6: with. Boy, that must have been just, they must have been amazing.
5: think that choir was pretty good?
4: You said something negative about Barbara babs? No, yeah. No, never, never, never. A goat?
6: Um, She's a goat. I mean that
5: in
4: a good sense. A goat.
3: Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, what what other songs,
4: like, what, what would I really go with?
6: Of what? For, of Neil Diamond? Neil Diamond? No, yeah. Like I'm saying, like I feel like when you think of Neil Diamond, like this is the song.
5: Sure, especially because of the Red Sox fame now when they play at yeah. Fenway. Well, Kentucky's woman. You could do the the songs that he's written for artists, other artists. He sold Why over would 125 a million else? records. Would you, so the guy uh, had a lot of hits.
4: Would either one of you pay t- money no. today to see him tomorrow in concert no. on campus? I've seen him no. twice. Yeah, he was here. No.
5: I've seen him twice already, so I might <laughs> not be <laughs> as inclined. Did he put on I mean, a good show? Yeah, yeah, very good. It was a while ago that I saw him. but Very good.
4: No thanks. No thanks. And why? No wh- thanks. And why not?
6: Because oh. just because it's Neil Diamond. You didn't I, like, do the whatever. sports.
5: Not good about him. Do you know he won an NCAA championship? Neil Diamond? Yes. No. As part of New York University's fencing team. Okay. okay. <laughs> he is an athlete. Neil Diamond, an athlete. Is okay. he an athlete? Yes, no. I'm going to go with you. Yes. Is he, uh,
4: though? Yep. Yeah, you'd say anything that he'd ask you to say if he had a saber in his hand.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Brian, Posing joined,
4: Brian Posing joins us next on Lucas in the Morning.
1: Wow, patrons, the work week is just moving right along. Welcome to Thursday.
2: It's a happy Thursday, the fourth day
3: of the week.
1: And welcome to Lucas in the Morning. Again, today we're joined by a couple of our good friends from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and JSR Online. Yeah, we're talking spoons. Phyllis, these are spoons. Tom Silverstein at 7.15, and we're talking... Haters gonna hate. Jeff is at 7:45, and yeah, we're talking these guys. Here's Rob Vogel and Mike Lucas. <laughs> Sorry, a little more energy. Yeah. Here's Rob Vogel and Mike Lucas.
4: <laughs> Last night in Champagne, the Badgers overcame themselves in large part. 23 personal fouls, 17 turnovers, and a subpar night by Ethan Happ. They overcame all of that on the strength of one, two, three, four players in double figures, including this guy.
1: Brad holds it off the left hip. Puts it on the deck, shuffles to his left. Shot clock at eight. Got to start to go here. Davison out front, five to shoot. Davison left of the circle for three. Got it! Brad Davison with a shot clock winding down. 65-54 Wisconsin, two and a half minutes to play.
4: Davison with 10, Iverson with 12, Trice with 16, Reavers with 22 and 10, Yeah, and the Badgers a winner. Brian Posick joins us now. Brian's time is brought to you by On Promotions with the program to enhance your game, your skills, and your potential. Good morning. How you doing? Good, good.
9: 17 of 21 from the free throw line. Trice and Reavers both 6 for 6. That was huge. And they... Uh... It was tied, what, with nine minutes to play? 49 Yeah. after yeah. the
4: flagrant one on Ethan Happ for the hook and hold.
9: Yeah, and then uh, Wisco goes on a 23-11 to run.
4: Yeah, sparked by Reavers. Mm-hmm. He yeah. keeps getting better yeah, no and better.
9: He still looks awkward at times. But he, he does. He's like a baby giraffe. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He has those moments. Mm-hmm. But
4: you go back and take a look at what John Lure did as a sophomore. You look at what Frank Kaminsky did oh, as sure. a sophomore. And I'm not sure. saying he's at that level. I'm no, just no, no. saying there is still room for growth for oh, Reavers, yeah. and he's already exceeded – you know, yeah. those other two guys where they were, Frank was a mm-hmm. marginal player, started two games as a sophomore and didn't really break out until his right. junior year. Right. Lure, ditto.
9: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's it because he can do things inside and out which makes him very intriguing yeah, he, because of his length. He's so hard to defend. And if, you know, you look at Ethan, I don't know if anybody's going to be a better post player at the collegiate level than Ethan Happ, but I'm sure he's learned a few things from Ethan along the way, and he'll be even better in the post as his career moves. And move he's
4: forward. starting to make – he's made some mid-range jumpers yep. this year. He even has a step-back three. Yeah, I know. Right. But it just, you know, it speaks to – I think he's going to be a really tough guard to cover. Oh, no doubt. Oh, my goodness, because of that length and size.
9: And I tell you, Khalil Iverson last night was, was engaged. Yeah, well, that's huge. what I was just going to ask him. Was, how do was you explain huge. Iverson? That Iverson?
4: The matchup the, the matchups have a lot to do with with any sport, but in this case, against Illinois, with an extended defense, what yeah. the line I like to do they extend their the pressure defense, pressure on the ball, so they get people yeah. out on the floor. They yeah. crowd the ball, they crowd mm-hmm. your perimeter, right? to give some space for Iverson down low, mm-hmm. and he took advantage of it. He did.
9: He did. I thought against Maryland, he'd be a better matchup. I know that they they defend the rim well, but he's so athletic, and that's something that Wisconsin needed against that team. And just but that's where it. the size over,
4: yeah. he, you know, you have know. Fernando and, and Jalen Smith. Yeah, they're, they're long. long. Yeah, yeah I, know. And then, I know. So, again, it's a, it's a matchup game. And Pritzel played well coming off the bench in the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah, they needed that because they got zero down. points out of Kings, um, yep. zero points out of Ford. Mm-hmm. And we had two other guys pick up for him. Yeah. And so then, then Ethan Happ fl- with nine. Yeah. On the I mean, flip
5: side, how do you explain Kobe King? Then he goes from th- over 30 minutes yeah. and everybody seemed like he's on the up to mm-hmm. 15 Match minutes and, and not. Yeah. It just
4: didn't, you just know, didn't have It wasn't uh, mm-hmm. a good game for a Kobe King. It wasn't a good game for Ford, but the other guys, like I said, picked right. picked up for him. And that's... When you get a little bit more well rounded in your scoring, mm-hmm. where you don't have to count on one guy, Ethan Happ. Right. Right? Exactly. And you get some yeah. other guys pick up for him. Yeah.
5: By the way, did I just see? Is it just coincidence that you brought in for breakfast for yourself, no. Reese's Peanut Butter this Cups on National Peanut Butter Day? This is for each it's of
4: National us. National Peanut Butter Day. For us, so. peanut butter Day. What? Yeah. So everybody gets a the Peanut Butter. The whole yeah. I've been staring over his right arm and going been. like, That's why is there Reese's Peanut this Butter Cups in the corner of the room? I've been the whole show. Yes. Nice. Well, you saw it too? I've been watching it the whole show. Pass that you to a <laughs> <to the> millennial, until <laughs> that's it. for you. It's, it's also a National you. Beer Can Day. Oh, oh,
9: really? I oh. like full beer cans. Yeah. We, uh, when I was a sophomore,
4: I lived at the region Apartments. <laughs> after, yeah, we had, we, you know, we were we we're soft with sophomore yeah. things. We yeah. did sophomore things as sure. a sophomore. That's yeah. what you have to do. Exactly. So we stacked beer cans. up. Of course why i don't know empty well, you ones you know what the college kids still do that you go into any do college really?
9: dorm room or apartment like because i've been in a can few i teach you guys about a drinking and, game yeah and there are bottles and cans everywhere it's just it's like a badge of honor
6: can i teach you guys the game of wizard staff? <laughs> <Where> <laughs> What's wizard staff you drink a beer and then you you know drink a second beer and you duct tape them together and then every beer every subsequent beer that you drink you what? Keep duct taping, so you have to carry around like you. Basically, you put your full beer on top of yeah. all the empties, yeah. And so you know that way, if you drank like eight beers, you got this giant staff and, and it's wizard staff. Yeah. Well, I, wow,
3: that's I'd cool. Have,
4: I'd, I'd be on that staff.
3: That impresses wow. the ladies. Yeah. Let me tell staff you,
6: would staff with their to the moon. Because oh, when yeah. you're <laughs> <laughs> walking by with thirteen I could, I could
5: Keystone lights, man, those ladies impressive. Is when the lady walks in holding one that's like twelve cans. that is impressive.
4: Is that what you millennials do? It's not just millennials. I mean, I, it's, it's, hey, come on.
5: thank it's, you. Thank you, don't you, don't have you to buzzing. Generalize it there. Beer Good. companies no, used do. to market to that. They used to have special cans yeah. with different logos or oh, designs yeah. or oh, things yeah. on, Schmitt, so that you Schmitt's, get the entire exactly. collection. Oh yeah. Quick
4: yeah, quiz: sure. You tell me if it's real or unreal. These are stadiums, or are they arenas, okay. <laughs> yes, or <yeah>. are they? <laughs> yeah. Um, Smoothie King Center. <laughs> yes. So you've heard of it? Yes. Who plays there?
9: I have no idea, but I've heard of it.
4: You're gonna make them Google it like you made us Google it? No. Sleep Train Arena.
9: Sure, that sounds right.
4: Well, you're going to just get in. No, nod, that's not fair. all of these.
9: Well, seriously, you hear some of these names with the the corporate sponsors, it's I'm not surprised. Right? Bonzo's
4: Bozo Field.
9: No, no, I don't think that's one. <laughs> the <no>. Big Panda. <laughs> to-
4: Tony Macaroni Arena.
9: I hope not. Yes! yes! Oh, we got him!
5: That's why I wanted to catch him. It's a soccer stadium. Wow. It doesn't uh, really Scotland. count, though. Well, it's in Scotland and yeah. it's a soccer arena. Uh,
4: KFC Yum Center? Uh, yep. i in heard yep. That's in your old hometown, right? Yeah. Did you live there
9: for a while, Louisville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. When it used to be Freedom Hall, which it should Talking still be Talking Stick
4: Resort Arena.
9: Yeah. Oh, my God.
4: That's in Phoenix. Yeah.
9: I had a suggestion. I think New Glarus should get the naming rights for some stadium and, and call it Two women totally naked field. Oh my That's
4: that
3: bad. Are you Drake? ridiculous? No, and that no
9: or great, what? it
4: great.
9: I want to go oh, with,
4: What happened to this family <laughs> what? show? What? about I want to go with, Culver. like, yes! Yes! Are, go with Culver's, yeah. Camp Randall, at yeah. yeah. Butterburger Field.
9: Oh right? Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, Someday. I won't, won't be in tomorrow. Uh, Wisconsin's at Minnesota this weekend. What won't be in? I won't be in. I'll be in Minneapolis for Badgers. The Gophers and the Badgers have two games in hand on the Gophers, who are in second place in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's only four points back, so it's a big series. And they're honoring the 1979 NCAA championship team uh, this weekend. Billy Baker, um, Rob McClanahan, Neil uh, Neil Broughton was on that team. Uh, Steve Janizak was their, was their goaltender. I think he was the most outstanding player of the Frozen yep. 4 that year. They Half of them were the old- on the Olympic yeah, exactly. hockey team. We had, yeah, a, right, nickname. Right. We had a nickname
4: yeah. for McClanahan, the rat, because he was just a little yapper. <laughs> Don it's like Nicoletti. Pat Micheletti was a rat, Don too.
9: Pat was one of their top goal scorers Pat that was year. the rat. Yep. Oh yeah. All right, thanks, yeah. Brian. Sure, Have a yeah. good trip. Yeah, safe travels.
4: Bye, bye. Tom Silverstein joins us next. Talk about Packer football right here on Lucas in the Morning. You get up that thing. Get
7: up, huh? well, actually, one of my buddies told me, and I get on and I look, and I, because I, I didn't really know too much about him. I knew he was with the Titans, so I looked him up and then uh, did a little bit of my own uh, homework, I guess you could say, and then, um, you know, met up with him, and, and it, was, it was great. It was a great first impression. There's guys that I know that he's, he's coached that I know of. Um, you know, he coached Julio. Um, he was over there in Tennessee with those guys, so I know a few of them as well. And, uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things so far, so that's, that's the good part.
4: Devontae Adams on the Packers' new head coach, Matt LaFleur, joining us now from the Milwaukee Journal Central, Tom Silverstein. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, good
8: morning. Good hey, morning. You
4: got any juicy free agent rumors that you could spread here today? Anything
8: of note? Free agent rumors. Yeah, I mean, mm. in
4: all seriousness, and don't yell at me for even bringing it up, okay. would the Packers even be interested in – discussing Antonio Brown?
8: Oh, I think they would talk about it, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, they talked about Khalil Mack, and they, you know, were were interested in Khalil Mack. Uh, And I think they could – I'm sure they would look into Antonio Brown, you know, do some research on it and see, you know, what they would be taking on if they did make a trade. Yeah, big pain
4: in the butt along with a great receiver.
8: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's the part you have to you have to figure out is you know is he going to be a, a problem in your locker room or was he just at odds with Roethlisberger or or what? There's a lot of research you got to do before you obtain a guy like that because he's making a lot of money.
5: Is there a lesson for the Packers in what the Rams have done in now getting to the Super Bowl where? Not only did they hire the everybody loves him young coach who's celebrating a birthday today just turning thirty three but they they've taken more than one or two kicks at the can in free agency and acquiring guys who've been let loose by other teams and and really added over the last two years a lot of different bodies to their roster
8: yeah no they they had a pretty good defensive base which which is really nice to start and you know maybe Green Bay has that i'm not i don't think they have aaron donald but you know, they have they have some defensive talent to work with. And then they just went ahead and started feeding his system, getting players who fit his system a lot of speed uh, on that team. And, of course, they had Gurley, which, you know, you can build around him pretty well. But they, they built up their offensive line, uh, added Whitworth and Roger Saffold. And so, you know, they, they specifically uh, – added guys to help um, Sean McVay. And I'm sure Gutekunst is going to do the same thing with LeFleur. Uh You know, the question is how much, you know, who, who's going to be available and, um, you know, how much do they really know exactly what kind of player they want. The Rams got the right players for McVay, and Gutekunst has to do the same thing.
4: Spoon, from your understanding and from some of the things i've read it it sounds like gutakun and LeFleur are, are pretty much on the same wavelength but we don't know obviously till this plays out some but do,
8: do you sense that uh i think i think um to his credit gutakun is the kind of guy who can get along with pretty much anybody he's a pretty he's pretty um mild-mannered and also just you know from all of them, Most accounts, just a pretty decent guy. And so I don't think it's that hard to get along with him. He might have a little different vision, but I think LaFleur is young enough that he's not going to be uh, complaining a lot about the players that Gudekrins gets him. I think they'll, you know, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to work together. I think that would, that probably, that shouldn't be a problem.
4: Okay, so how does this work then? Again, from your understanding, if Gutekunst, uh identifies a player, a free agent that he would like to talk to, and might be s- some interest there, ditto for Lafleur. Do they have to go through Murphy to get the okay to to pursue somebody or not?
8: Boy, that's that's a great question. Uh, if it's if it's a lot of money, well, then they they have to talk to Russ Ball about it. Of course,
4: it. yeah, he's the he's the, the money guy.
8: guy. And then, I guess, one of the three of them has to talk to Murphy if it's a lot of money. You know, I'm sure if it's an average free agent, you know, they don't have to ask. But if it's Antonio Brown, they do. Or, you know, if it was Khalil Mack. All I know is that Gutekunst has control of the roster. So he can add any player he wants at any time, cut any player he wants, trade any player, um, all of that you know LaFleur's leverage is that he can play whoever he wants and so you know it's in their interest to get together and work together because Ludacris wants him to play the guys that he's got and LaFleur wants him to get guys that can help him win so uh, you know it, you do get relationships where you know things aren't working well. I mean, that happened in San Francisco with Trent Balke and and Jim Harbaugh. They they didn't even speak to each other. So they do need to get along. That's, that's going to be a real key.
5: Which is the scariest sight for the Packers franchise, seeing Aaron Rodgers swimming with Sharks, David Bakhtiari bungee jumping in New Zealand, or Mark Murphy sledding down a hill in Green Bay. And what's the reaction, do <laughs> you think, inside the Packers offices when they see Bakhtiari launching himself off a
2: bridge?
8: Yeah, I, I, that, that better be one heck of a bungee cord, you know. Uh, I, that's a good question. So it's either the guy, the the guy who, yeah, probably the shark thing. You know, <laughs> you don't want him to bite his arm off because, you know, I don't think there is. I don't know what the insurance policy is, but he can't grow a new arm.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woo a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary, VTW, Void avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, eighteen plus <laughs> to be able to throw That's, that's pretty
4: that's pretty <laughs> insightful on your part. <laughs>
8: Yeah, yeah. I'm that's sure why
4: we got you twice a week.
8: How that works. <laughs> no, I, I, I got to give it up to you. I, yeah, thanks. And no. then Bakhtiari, you know, well, he's the number one protector, you know, and so I, I don't know. I guess, I guess the most damaging it would be Rogers and the sledding. Well, you know, that's that's just a here, here nor there. That's just unsightly. Yes, Spoon,
4: Is there any chance that the Packers would ever think about selling the naming rights to Lambeau Field?
8: If if they did, they would just be slammed. I, I don't think so. I don't think they need to uh, financially. I think they're fine. That you know they don't need that investment as long as there's the kind of revenue sharing that the NFL does. It's not absolutely necessary, and you know they built all. All the stuff around the stadium that helps account for whatever they're losing and naming rights, but yeah, whoever whoever the person was who does that will be probably go down in infamy, I would guess. That Perhaps would be. Are really you are would you suggesting it'd
4: be a tough sell to Packer Nation? <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, it would be. Yeah, it, Packer. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They probably have to pay all the money back to. The stockholders, or buy back all the stock, in addition to uh, getting that money. Uh, I'm up. one
4: of the owners, by the way, just in case you had forgotten.
8: I, <laughs> I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah.
4: And so I'm, I'm not letting anyone what know how know? I might vote.
8: Are you an old, old, old owner? Yeah, I'm just get get old, like old, the old, old.
4: I'm old, 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 old. If you, however you want to look at it, right? Okay.
8: Yeah. No, I mean like. In the mid 90s when they had that second sale, or I can't remember. My, my, Peggy
4: got it for me yeah. as a present.
8: Well, if I had known, we're co owners. <laughs>
4: Curly asked you so, to invest way yeah. back
8: when. yeah <laughs> well, I need to start calling you for, uh, um, yeah, for sure, you'd be the first. Some of these moves yeah. making.
4: Curly asked me to invest, and I said no to Larry and Mo. How's that? <laughs> uh, have a good weekend. When we talk on Tuesday, I want you to break down everything you saw in the Pro Bowl for us. <laughs>
8: Okay, perfect. Thanks, yeah, Spoon. Talk, nice. talk, talk to you next. later. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Doug. Get out of here.
4: Tom Silverstein, Milwaukee Journal Center. We'll talk with his colleague, Jeff Patricus, about the Badgers win last night at Illinois. Jeff will join us in less than 15 minutes right here on Lucas in the Morning.
1: One, two, three, four. Ethan inside the right elbow, in the lane, hooks a pass to Trice. What about the three, turn it down, inside feed, Iverson catches, one pump, goes up, got it! It counts and a foul! Another great shot fake inside by Iverson, draws his man in the air, and the second and one chance of the night for Khalil Iverson.
4: Matt LePay on the call. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel, Dr. J. Khalil Iverson with a season-high 12 points. Khalil had been held scoreless in three of the previous four games, had seven points against Purdue, only time in double figures prior to last night was 10 points against Western Kentucky. Hap had a subpar night, 9 points, 6 turnovers, 6 assists, only 6 shots from the field for Ethan, A 22 points so for Nate Reavers, double-double, first career double-double for Nate Reavers, 22 and 10. We'll talk more about Badgers versus Illinois and what's ahead, in Northwestern on Saturday and the big game tonight, Michigan State at Iowa. We'll do so with Jeff Patrikas in about 10 minutes or so. There was another uh, moment in basketball, the NBA last night. Seems like whenever we're talking about scoring moments of late, we're talking about the beard, right? Not your beard either, buddy boy. I got to shave my beard, by the way. You probably should. i uh, but, like but, a... but the other beard, let's hear this call.
7: Finally at midcourt, bumped by Gordon. Gordon took it away. It's a steal. Here goes the beard with five seconds.
4: And a left hand throw down. 61. 61 for James Harden. He wow. didn't finish that thought there. That he was, was a cut short a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that he played, up to me. <laughs> played forty minutes. Harden had sixty-one points, fifteen rebounds, five steals, four assists. He was seventeen of thirty-eight from the field, five of twenty from beyond the arc, twenty-two of twenty-five from the free throw line. Oh my I and this something. time, the Rockets won because they were something. playing
6: the Knicks from the water cooler. What's right? All right, yeah, All two, right. two in one day. I think this is the first
2: historic is It, it might be. Place
6: to hang out in your office. Alright, including the 61 point game last night, Harden has now scored 261 points in his last five games. Every single one of those points was unassisted! There's something yeah, I saw cool. That's
5: that. Stat. I saw Did you say he made 25 from the line? 22 of 25. It's 22 of 25. And you think of what a foul fest last night Badger. the Badger game was 29 combined made free throws between the two teams, for heaven's sake. He almost had that total.
4: Well, in yeah. college basketball last night, number one ranked Tennessee survived at Vanderbilt. Uh, Grant Williams scored 43 points for the vols. He was 23 of 23 from the strike. Think about that 23 of 20. He didn't miss. That's what it indicates, right? 23-23 as a team. They were 29-32. So he had a majority of their free throws in scoring 43. And everyone was kind of saying, okay, Tennessee moves up to number one. Tennessee loses at Vanderbilt. That's how you connect the dots nowadays. Someone moves up to number one, they get beat right away. But wasn't the case last night. That's a good Tennessee team. And the just signed a contract. Uh, in principle to play home and home with Tennessee in the next couple of years.
5: So I'll ask you, and I'm sure we can bounce this off Jeff Patrikas if we want uh, next segment for a fuller explanation, but do you understand the net rankings? And one of the reasons no, why I asked no because idea. this stupid. is more of a criteria that they're using for the NCAA tournament, but w- the selection, but when you think about it, where the Badgers are right now, yet they're ranked in the net rankings 16th ahead of teams that they've lost to, such as Marquette, for example, uh, among a couple others. Um Obviously, it's just replaced.
4: Storm. It's replaced the RPI, yeah. And there's some I don't get it. There's some elements to it that don't make any sense. Um, point differential, um, is one of there. There's some flaws in this system, but sure. they, I guess, in general, they feel it's better than RPI.
5: And I'm not dissing it, I don't know. Maybe it does make logical sense. I just need to explain well, better to you because I'm pretty dumb. I, I don't understand but, anything about math, you know. The, the, the teams and where they're ranked right now, according to the net rankings, because you mentioned Tennessee being ranked number one in the polls, it's Virginia. Duke number two, obviously. Duke has beaten Virginia in their one head-to-head matchup this year, and they're only separated by one loss in the uh, in the record standings right now overall. So Uh, how it works, I just even though we can't
4: explain it, it's it's good to be high in the net rankings.
5: Yes, yes, that's a good thing. To go from not being ranked in the top 25 as the Badgers are currently to being 16th in the net, then take the net. (laughs) The Associated
4: Press poll means nothing. It's meaningless. It's a net game. But to be ranked in the net as high as they have been all season long, Mm -hmm. due in part to the strength of its schedule and its road victories, you can actually lose ground by beating a bad team at home versus taking a loss on the road. That's also kinda weird. Figure but, that out, yeah. millennial. I don't know what he's doing over there. He's just playing with his tweeting phone Tweeting out again. a just tweeting out it, a photo of, of a fun game that we talked about earlier. Does you, should, do you, you know, if you were college <laughs> age, do you think you'd go to Marquette and try out for the gaming team? Do you see that, Marquette? I did see that. I Marquette's think it's fantastic. Adding competitive video gaming as a varsity sport. Does it say what next year um, esport?
6: Does it say what games in particular? Or no. Maybe,
5: Maybe they can I play video football. Well that would be like there, that would be
6: Madden right? Rob. I don't know, joke, you know. Nothing base yourself. Like I, I didn't realize football. this. Well, since a, you
4: said video games, I'm working on the word video. Uh, it's ah, been that, a club sport um, at yeah. Marquette since 2015. They've had port 40 participants representing the school at Big East events. Yeah, no, I mean, it's
6: esports is a massive industry with an insane amount yeah, it of money. Yeah, a lot of money. With yeah, an no insane doubt about amount it. of money behind it. It's so. one thing
5: to play. What I don't understand quite as much is watching and how these folks make a lot of money. Okay. Those that are really ex- I can good gamers. It. Okay, I can go ahead and explain it to me. Yep. Um,
6: Like, when we watch the NBA, it's because we're watching the best play. So when you're watching people play eSports, you're watching the best play. So, like, I can play a game. Like, Counter-Strike is a very big eSport. I can play that game. I'm going to be super average at it. But if I watch someone like Shroud, there's a reference that you guys won't understand— then I'm watching Thankfully. one of the best players that's ever played the game, and it's fun to watch someone
4: who's really, really well, good do something. Were you right. aware of this? The Bucks have uh, one of the NBA franchises in esports, one of seven. Yeah, Bucks yeah. Gaming. Yeah. My goodness. But when I'm watching the
5: NBA game, since you use that as the example, I'm watching great athletes run and jump and do something physical that is uh, very unique. Something that I might have even done to a certain level, but can't at the level that they're at. When you're watching video gaming, I'm now twice removed if I'm watching somebody push buttons. No, no,
6: but you're watching someone do something that you can't do, no matter what. There is no way I could get to any right. of these kids' but levels,
5: it's, but, but it's a level of pushing buttons. So I'm not. I'm not diminishing that they're not good at it. I'm just saying the physicality look, man, or the sport. Officially, of it look, has man, been life is removed. about
6: life is about getting a job that requires a skill. If your skill is pushing buttons, your skill is pushing buttons. If your skill is jumping really high and dunking, that's what it is. But right. I mean, like an our the the skill day, is pushing his buttons. Yeah, right, exactly.
5: But I wouldn't go watch a, nothing against a computer I know program. You wait, no. But nothing against a computer programmer out there. They're very talented and can make a lot of money. I wouldn't go pay to watch a computer programmer pushing his buttons well, that's all That's why there isn't a professional
6: right? sport in computer programming, Rob.
5: not that much different than pushing buttons to play yes, a video it game. Is. You, the, what the person is doing is the same act. Because it's an entertainment act, thing. But it's the same physical act is what Marquette I'm saying. Marquette will okay. launch. Okay. Well, Mar- I press F9 oh, to send it
6: to break. So that is that my...
5: Mag I'm doing the same act, too? Yeah, I wouldn't pay to watch you do that. Okay. Uh, Marquette
4: will launch its team in 2019 with tryouts, coaches, regular practices. They're building a state-of-the-art facility to host esports. With help from some corporate donors, it will be open to the general student body as well. The
5: ultimate in the, in the defiance of Joel. So he just if, got upset because I said nobody would pay to so watch if, him push F nine. No, so if your son, if somebody should.
4: If your son Duncan doesn't <laughs> yeah. live out his dream of becoming a member of the New York Yankees, <laughs> no, maybe there's no. some something in esports for him. Maybe he hasn't been big into video games, but we'll see. Maybe when Have we come back, i change my tune because no I'm gonna pay you. to watch him. <laughs> Carry on this fight after hours. In the street. Yes. When we come back, we'll get Jeff Patrikas' take on Wisconsin's win last night in Champaign. That's coming up next on Lucas in the Morning.
7: So well, Obviously, Reavers' numbers jump out at you, 22 and 10. Uh, thought he grew up possession by possession. and really helped us when Ethan was struggling and in foul trouble. He was able to anchor the middle and did some good things defensively and obviously on the glass. And Khalil, I was happy for him. Um, he really gave us a, a, a jolt right from the start.
4: Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard talking about Nate Reavers as you just heard, 22 and 10 for Reavers' first career double-double. Khalil, Khalil Iverson, 12 and 7 for Iverson. Joining us now from the Milwaukee Journal Central, Jeff Patrikas. Good morning. How you doing? Gentlemen, how we doing? I bet you essentially had the same sightline as I did to last night's game. Uh, it was hard to watch for stretches, wasn't it?
7: It was hard. That's being polite. It's being kind. It was brutal for a number of reasons. It, it, Wisconsin turned the ball over at an alarming rate. You you couldn't go more than five paces up and down the court without hearing a whistle for a foul. Um, there were a lot of missed shots, especially by Illinois. So the game had no flow. Uh, and I'm sure if, if you're a spectator at home watching it, you're, that's not the kind of basketball you want to see.
4: So why did Wisconsin win? How did the Badgers overcome 17 turnovers and 23 fouls?
7: Well, Illinois missed a lot of shots. They're, they're two guards. Uh, I think we're combined. I want to say 1 of 10 from 3. I want to say about 7 of seven 26. That team's not going to win. But Wisconsin, obviously, Reavers played well. Iverson played more minutes yesterday than he had in the last two Big Ten games combined. And, again, put together a really nice game down there. And they also got big plays from other people in the second half. Trice had some big plays second half. Davidson had a huge three. Uh, drew an important charge. Pritzel made some really nice plays. And I'm not even talking about the three-pointer he hit. Um, I think to make it 58-50. He had some nice plays on the glass, some hustle plays. So they got contributions from different guys. When guys like, for example, King and Ford, were virtually invisible.
5: I'm sure the coach and player would like this, but how do they bottle up what Khalil Iverson brought to the table last night and be able to get more from that from him moving forward this season?
7: You don't do that, Rob. It's matchups. I mean, for example, uh, Greg was asked about Kobe King moving into the starting lineup after he played well against Michigan, and, and his answer was, look, you've got to prove it from one game to the next, and our lineups are matchups-driven. He goes, if I see a guy who's playing really well, he's going to play. If he's struggling, he's going to come out. They could play Iverson at the four against that team yesterday. Pritzel played at the four sometimes. And Iverson has played well against Illinois down there. Now some other teams, maybe a little more length than that, he's not going to do as much. And the way they defend, he was able to open, get open you know, on the backside for some easy baskets. So it, it can change literally from game to game.
4: He's not your normal freshman. He's 20 years old. But I was really impressed with Georgie B. I don't know about you. He, he moves with some fluidity, a lot like Ethan Hap, able to shoot with both hands.
7: I'm impressed by anybody who can pronounce his name correctly, especially <laughs> during a game. Yeah, I mean, no, he was a nice player. And, 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 and Greg, I think, was asked about him after the game and noted that he's not a normal freshman, 20 years old. But, right. yeah, he, he had some game. And you could tell as the night progressed, the more plays he made, similar to Reaver's. The more plays he made, the more confidence he got, and he wanted the ball. And and I, he was clearly Illinois' best player last night.
4: You have a good handle on this league. I mean, it looks like Michigan State's the best team for now. Um, Michigan and maybe next with Maryland. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out some of the other teams. It looks Purdue might be challenging for that top spot before long. The Boilermakers get Michigan State at home on Sunday, and. Spartans are on the road tonight at Iowa. A lot of things could happen here in the next two weeks.
7: Michigan State's got an intriguing weekend, you know, the at Iowa, at Purdue thing. Um, Purdue, it's interesting because remember at the beginning of the year when Michigan was unbeaten and was rolling people and everybody said, oh, my goodness, they're going to be – well, they've hit a little rough stretch now. They lost to Wisconsin and by all rights probably should have lost at home against Minnesota. I still think Michigan State's going to go through a stretch where – they take a bump, maybe two, and just don't look as good. You know, I would say either Michigan or Michigan State's going to win the league. But as for the rest of it, good luck predicting on a given night. Purdue went to Ohio State, I think, had about 17, 18 turnovers, fell behind early. Similar to Wisconsin, they were able to come back and grind one out. It's There's going to be nights where you're not going to be able to predict how how what the outcome's going to be.
4: No, that's, that's a fair point, too. Ohio State opens up twelve and one, and now the Buckeyes have lost five straight Big Ten games.
7: Well, and, and put Indiana in the same boat. And right, those two teams might miss the nc NCAA's now.
4: Yeah, it, it, I think it's really going to come down to all right. It's twenty games in the league, and yep. some of these teams are going to lose out just because they're beaten each other. One one last uh, question before we let you go: Kyle Pennison apparently has entered the always popular transfer portal. Uh, yeah. what kind of loss would he be to the Badgers?
7: It's interesting because he he had to take on a different role last year when Neville went down. He was the, the on, in-line guy, the blocker. And Ferguson was the receiving threat. And if you, watch, if you remember the bowl game, they went with two tight ends a lot. It wasn't Penniston as the second tight end. It was Luke Benchall. And I, I think Kyle saw the handwriting on the wall. I mean, he barely played in that game. Yeah, that, um, so I think he re, he realized that – he kind of fall out, out of the road, the regular rotation. And if he was going to get regular playing time, it was going to have to be somewhere else.
3: And I
4: know they're high on the two freshmen that are coming in, whether they're ready or not, that remains to be seen. But they, they answered that question as far as their recruiting by bringing in a couple of tight ends. Would you agree?
7: Yeah, and, and it's it's up to Kyle Pettison to say either I'm going to fight for uh, some playing time, maybe not get a lot, or go someplace where I can play more and be happier.
4: I don't know about you again, but this transfer portal is throwing open the door to all sorts of questions and speculation. Well,
7: I'm looking forward to going on the transfer portal from Champaign to Madison in a little bit.
4: Good for you, <laughs> Jeff. Good for you. Safe travels. Talk right, to you Jeff. next week. Take, take care. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Patrick's Market Journal Center. Last call next on Lucas in the Morning. Welcome back. Lucas in the morning. Last call. The Pacers are expected to release some more information today on the status of their star player. Victor Oladipo went down with a what looked like a serious knee injury last night in the second quarter. Uh, that would be a huge hit to a very good team. A very good Pacers team. I got home last night relatively early uh, around 1.30 in the morning. Oh, that's better. Heard some of the players talking on the bus. That, Man, we've got to go to class now. School has started Uh-oh. again on campus. That would stink. And it's all about the student-athlete, isn't it, uh, when they schedule games. 8 o'clock start in <laughs> Champagne, which wasn't bad because it was a short plane ride home. 115 on Saturday, a rarity in college basketball. A 115 game at the Kohl Center, Wisconsin Northwestern.
5: You see the controversy? Some Chiefs fan had a laser pointed at Tom Brady at a critical moment yeah, in it that sure AFC him Championship down. game. Then it yeah. slowed him down. Then down. Patriots owner Robert Kraft on Good Morning America. I just hear the words "laser" and I think of Tommy and his eyes. And that last drive, we had a three, three-third down and He was laser-focused. Oh so whatever God. it was, I think it was a positive influence. Way to go, Robin. Did you really call him Tommy? Wow. He called him Tommy. Is he sober he looked into his
4: eyes. Thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. Dan Patrick's next.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.